It's so easy to listen from home. I just tell my smart speaker, Alexa, play the Shake Back Sports podcast. Here's hashtag brothers of baseball slash Shake Back Sports show from Apple Podcasts. Continuing the latest episode. Come one, come all. Man, when I tell you, you guys already know out there what it is. First of all, uh, Willie Upton Jr., Shakeback Show OT, Shakeback Media Group, man, powered by the BGC Sports Network. And uh, if you know if I'm coming to you like this, you know that this is a special production. A young man that I have in the background or on in backstage or on backstage or whatever you want to call it. He's look, he's in the dugout. He's in the he's in the locker room warming up. Uh, he's getting his shots up behind the scenes. Um, and I'm going to bring him in here in just a second. He is a high flyer. He is a slam dunk champion. He is a league MVP down in Australia. Uh, he is a client of my homies out of the road, Monroe, Louisiana, Team Up Sports, Consulting LLC, Brian Lowe, Perry Bowler III, Jay Mott, all you guys out there, man, appreciate the plug. And we are talking about none other than, well, you know what, before I do that, Thank you guys out there for checking us out on Facebook Live as well as YouTube Live and Instagram. So before we get to that, man, you already know what it is. We got to do this. already know what it is when you hear that music it is the shake back show shake back media group ot live here youtube periscope twitter instagram nope not instagram nope it is uh also on youtube live facebook live thank you guys for checking us out okay so the introduction that was made now i'm gonna bring him on to the stage and he is a high flying dunking machine not only can he just dunk but he's very entertaining as well I'm going to bring him to the stage. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Cheyenne Bradshaw. Cheyenne, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Man, everything is gravy. Um, look, I uh, I told you a little bit off air that you are a very entertaining dude, and I'm going to get to some questions about that and how you had me in here rolling uh, as I was getting ready for this interview. So, But, yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man, taking some time out. Uh, let's get right to it. I want to be very, very respectful of your time. So we're going to get to it. Six foot four, 190 some odd pounds uh, out of North Carolina, went to Wake Tech and Juco. Um, talk about the experience, man, going from a high school, really phenom, for the lack of a better term, and then not really being getting your number called like you probably wanted to into the college ranks, but then making your way uh there at wake tech oh man it's, it's it's a tough journey it's a tough tough journey um came across a lot of obstacles you know um ups and downs but coming straight out of high school going into college um a lot of people don't know but i was uh i played power forward in high school so when i had to transition that into a shooting guard in college 
and that was pretty tough. So I'm I'm sitting here a six four guard still posting up <laughs> in college. So I had to transition my whole game in college, and which I did that on my own. So now I'm an official shooting guard. Basketball, I was a power forward. But when I was at Wake Tech, I had um, ran into one of the biggest obstacles of my life, my career. I broke my foot mm. at the end of my freshman year. Just, just broke it. But my freshman year, we did go to the Final Four in um, Illinois. We flew to the Final Four at JUCO 2000 and I think it was like 13 or 14. But after that, yeah, I broke my foot. Um, coach didn't want me no more. You know how that business go. And he wanted me to red shirt. I didn't really know what a red shirt was back then. I'm like, what? Right. So I just, what I did was like my whole life just went downhill. I had nobody to, I had no motivation, nobody to be by my side and, you know, help me out. I had a broken foot. And so what I did was, I, sorry to say, but I, I kind of did give up. You know what I'm saying? I was at the lowest of lowest of my career, but um, started playing semi-pro basketball. And mm-hmm. when I was doing that, people kept asking me all the time, hey, man, what's next? Like, what you doing next? What you doing next? And I started realizing I got people behind me that that's still, that's still wondering, that's still interested. I still got eyes on me. And so I just got tired of people asking me them questions, and I realized I got to um, – I got some work to do. I can't. I can't quit. If I quit on myself, I'm quitting on everybody else. So, so yeah, I got back into the game and um, started taking it way more serious. And then after that, let me see. I forgot what date, but it was in, I think September, October. No, it was during the summer where I met my agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I flew down. To, I flew down to Vegas. Oh man, this this is crazy. Um, all out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I like I made a whole highlight tape. Yep. Um, sent it to Perry. Perry Bowler the third. Yep, my my agent, man, he's a great agent, Perry Bowler. Sent it to him, and out of nowhere, like I get a invite to go to the um the summer league where all the NBA player was in Vegas and stuff. Flew out there, and here I am, a guy from a small town, Clinton, North Carolina. Barely any film, not a D1 player, no looks, no offers. Like, just I just get an invite, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I made my way down there. I felt, I felt in the wrong. I didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged there at all. I'm, I'm there with who I see, Lonzo Ball. Um, man, it's so many players back in 2013. No, 2000. This was 2000. And, I think 17. 17. Yeah. That, that that draft class. Deer and so, yeah, Fox. Man. Yeah, I seen all them guys, man. Uh-huh. I was like, man, what in the world? But it was one workout I went to. Perry was in there. And um, yeah, I ran into him and we just we just clicked just like that. But what's interesting, I don't think Perry even remembered this, but before I left to go to Vegas, I had my first Sunday contest and saw and um, Columbia, South Carolina. I won my first center contest, but I tore my hamstring. I tore my hamstring, and my friends and family they was like, "What are you going to do now? Your flight's paid for. You got invited to go to Vegas." They were like, "You should have never took that dunk contest, even though you won. But you shouldn't have done. This is more important." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, it's too late." 
so with me being a man, I still went to Vegas, went to that workout, and I did completely nothing, bro. I had a torn hamstring. I couldn't jump, couldn't run. I could barely get it down the floor. So what I did was I just got in contact with the agents and the scouts around in the gym, and I seen Perry, got Perry card, um, took the flight back home, sat on my mama couch, breached my pocket, seen all the cards, and one by one I was calling each each number on them cards, and then it came down to the last card, and it said Perry. And I'm like, well, I hope this one picks up. You know what I'm saying? So I called it, and there it was Perry. Perry was like, hey, man, just send me some film, blah, blah, blah and I see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And he did, he, man, Perry did his job. Right. I give it about, a, not even probably like, probably like almost a month or two later, I get a random um call out of nowhere from Perry Boss um, that a professional team in Australia wants me right now. So I'm like, oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Me, like, I don't. I haven't played D1 basketball, and, and they want me to right now. And it was like, yes, you said check your email for the for the contract. Right. I said what? So I went. I'm on the phone with him. I'm I'm on the phone with Perry Boss. And I went to my email. Boom, the contract sent right in front. I said, what I'm supposed to do with this? He said, hey, man, look over it. Um, have your uncle might look over it with you, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't go straight to my uncle. I signed that thing right back. Sent it to him in like two seconds. He said, "Did you read over it?" And I said, "Yeah, I did. No, I didn't actually. Uh-huh. I sent that thing right back. I was ready to go. I right. was ready to go. Right, right. So, Man. so with uh with Perry and and, and Belo, I, I met those guys in Shreveport at a, at a pro football combine, um back in I want to say it was April or May, um and the thing that with the crazy part about it is. Uh, I grew up uh, the first part of my life in California, and then we moved to Louisiana. But the town that I lived in, Perry is all, uh, not Perry, but Brian is also from there. And he went to a high school on the other side of town. And we never mm-hmm. met until that day at the combine. So I know how genuine those guys are. Um, I know how they have all of their clients' best interests at heart. Um, and when you when you you kind of jumped ahead of me a little bit, but I'm glad you did because I was going to ask you about the Australian. <laughs> no, you good, you good, <laughs> you good. Because I was going to ask you about the Australian experience because it it seemed like it was there when you really rounded yourself into shape or into form, uh, not just as a player but as a person because of the experience being in a whole different culture. Tell the listeners and the watchers out there what that was like on that plane going all those miles away to a land where they drive on the other side of the road. <laughs> I felt nervous out of place. Yeah. There was one question I kept asking myself, what, well, I ain't gonna curse, but what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what am I doing right now? I'm in flying like out the country, never been out the country before. I'm flying by myself, going to a place where I know, I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So I kept asking myself on the plane, what am I doing? But it was too late. I can't tell them to turn the plane around. It's, it's too late. I'm saying, well, here we, here we go. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sweating. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, every time I, I look out the window, all I see is water. And I'm just, I never flew our water before. And I'm like, bro. And on the plane, you got the little TV in front of you. And it shows where the plane is at. Yep. Like the location, it shows where the plane is at. And we're 
literally in the middle of the ocean flying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy. So, you know, I was, I was really, really nervous, man. I was nervous that I was going to fail. <sighs> nervous that I wasn't going to make it back home. <laughs> like I was just, I've never been out of the country before, man. Right. So, but it was a great, great plane ride, great experience. That plane ride was probably about a little bit over 20 hours, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So from yeah, yeah. A, a small kid from North Carolina gets on the bird and heads all the way across the biggest body of water in the world to a foreign land. Uh, you know, what was funny is that I actually saw some of your, um, some of your, your, your montage or your video or whatever it was you want to call it. Yeah. And the word that stood out to me the most was crocodile. You went down there looking for some crocodiles, didn't you? (laughs) Man, that, Yo, that story, I haven't really told anyone that story. I probably told like just my friends. I don't think I told my uncle or my mom and them, but um, I told my friends definitely. That thing, my first day in Australia, I land. Mm-hmm. Met, met my coach, we went out to eat. The coach tells me, he was like, hey, Sai, um, I know you got jet lag, you know, you're tired. I want you to just go home, get some rest because we got practice um early in the morning. I was like, all right, that's cool. I did not go home and get rest. I said, I'm in another country. I'm about to go to the beach. Right. So I get my towel and everything, head straight to the beach, man. There's like people just laying out in the sand and everything. Nobody's in the water. And it's like 100-something degrees. I'm like, ain't nobody in the water. I'm like, well, I'm about to get in the water. I'm hot. So I go out there and get in the water. The water's like to my neck, man. I'm out there just swimming in the water, just floating. Everybody's looking at me, you know what I'm saying? A few people start pointing at me and stuff. (laughs) And this one Australian guy comes out of nowhere. He said, <laughs> he said, hey, mate. <laughs> and he curses at me. He told me, get out of get out of freaking water. I'm like, oh, this guy, oh, man, I got myself into something. Like, who is this guy? So I walk out the water. He said, man, come walk with me. You're embarrassing yourself right now. And I said, what's going on? He said, he said, how long you been here? I was like, I'm like, I just got here. He said, no, how long have you been in this country? I said, I literally just got here like probably like a few minutes ago. Yeah. He said, he he, he said, oh, bloody hell. Like, he was, he was mad at me. And I was like, wow, why are you mad at me? What's going on? He said, so you never heard or did your research before you got here? And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I really did no research. Uh-huh. <laughs> that should be the first thing you should do when you go into another country, do your research. Especially if you're going to stay for almost a year. And then I, I was like, no. He told me, he said, you're at the very top of Australia, Darwin, Australia. This water is infested with crocodile. The, these beaches at the very top of Australia, the very top of Australia, we said Darwin, Australia. The water is infested with crocodile. I, I looked at my, I, I just started laughing. I said, "What are you talking about? Ain't no crocodiles in here." He said, oh, mate, you don't believe me? Come out here by yourself, um, around eleven o'clock at night." I said, "All right." I still didn't believe him. Eleven o'clock at night hit. Went straight to the beach. I'm walking on the beach with my phone light. Just like shining it on the sand, shining in the water. See nothing. I'm walking, walking, walking. I see a couple of shadows laying in the sand. I thought it was people laying down. Mm-hmm. So I, I walked right past them, just walking. It, you know how I was just walking at the beach at night? It's pitch dark. Right. And all I, and all I have is my phone light. And I'm just shining it. See some more 
so-called people laying down. And I'm like, I'm like, man, these some long, tall people. I'm like, why are they out here? There's something like over there. Something told me just shine the light over there. And I didn't want to be nosy. I did a little quick little flash. Oh, man. My whole body just just froze. Everything from the top went all the way down to the bottom. Man, I'm telling you, I, I might have peed on myself, man. I, I was sweating. And I was just, I felt like I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I seen a big tail. Like, uh-huh. It was so big and long. By just one glance, I went like that. And then back in my mind, I'm like, I did not just see that. I didn't just see that. Like, what was that? And I thought about the guy when he said it's crocodile. I was like, no, nah, that wasn't a crocodile. So something told me to shine it again. And I said, well, if I shine it, it is a crocodile. And I just shine it again. But this time, I held it for like three seconds. And I'm sitting there staring at the, this creature, bro. Like, oh, man. But every single one of their tail was facing me. Their head wasn't facing me. Their head was facing, like, the yeah. land. So I'm oh, my God. And I'm sitting there looking. Had them lined up, laying on the laying on the beach, wow. sleeping, lined up, and I said, "Oh my God! Like, what am I?" And I'm looking back and see where I walked from. Oh mm-hmm. uh, man, I parked almost. I say, I wouldn't say a mile, but it was almost a mile. And I'm like, "Oh, I gotta walk all the way back over there." So my my ankles, feet just shaking, just some bro. That was probably the worst time of my life right now. I had nobody to call. Right. It was just, I'm in a situation. I'm in life or death situation right now. Because one little, if one would have seen me, they would have probably chased me or something. They fast. I think there's saltwater crocodiles. I don't know. That, that's what I was going to say is that, yeah, they're in Australia, there's saltwater crocodiles. And I'm I'm saying this because I, lot of, I watch a lot of National Geographic and that's some stuff that's on my bucket list. So that's why I actually even brought up the crocodiles because – uh here i get to live vicariously through shy so um <laughs> i i appreciate the story let's get to some basketball stuff man yeah, let's get it let's get yeah it. let's get to some basketball stuff because uh um I, like i said i saw your tape and a, a little bit of your tape high flyer even with the torn hamstring from the past that has not at all eliminated your your hops your ability to get up um who was that one player and i think i already know the answer to this but who was that one player that when you looked at that player, you said, I want to play like that. Number eight, got a tattoo right here. Mama mentality. Mm-hmm. The Kobe tattoo, man. Like, it's Kobe. It will always be Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I would say I live through Kobe. And and a lot of people, a lot of players also say that, but I, I can also show that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From morning to night. Mm-hmm. You know, so I go to the gym about three times a day. Get up in the morning about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I'm in the gym. Mm-hmm. The gym, the gym here opens at four thirty. I'm in there at a good five thirty or six. Get out, rest, eat a banana, granola bar, whatever. Get back in the gym at like ten or eleven o'clock. Come back home, lunchtime, drink a smoothie. Um, head back home, go to the gym, which I did at like two thirty. Just got out of the gym at seven, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm home, and guess what? Late at night, back in the gym again. Mm-hmm. So I go at the least. I probably go twice a day, but a max. Sometimes it's rare. I go four times a day, but it's it's a cousin Kobe. Like one cousin him, I don't know who I'll be trying to look up to. But even though he's not here right now, 
I He's still here. be watching his videos and I got his jersey hanging up on my wall. The reason why I wore number eight when I went to Australia was because of him. I got it on my neck. I had this necklace before he passed away, number eight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, high school and college, I always wore 24 and stuff. But, yeah, Australia started off with number eight. And ladies, yeah, and, gentlemen, sure. ladies and gentlemen out there, he has a YouTube channel that you can go to. Uh, it is under, I believe it's uh, Shine, the, Shine, Shine with Bounce, right? Is that it? Or just yeah, sign, or you can type my um yeah. sign Brad. So you put my whole name. Yeah, you can put yeah. Brad, that's so. what I did. You can put it and and the what I saw before uh, as preparing for this, I saw a fadeaway that was eerily reminiscent of Kobe Bean Bryant. The only thing that was majorly different was the hair. That's it. I mean, everything else was like just that's like that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, again, you said it. People may say that and, and, and few people can actually live it. Uh, but that is something that uh, th- that's why he continues to live on is because of people like yourself that won't let his legacy pass away along with his his body um, and his daughter's body. OK, so Kobe Bryant is that guy, which I, I figured that it would be. Um, uh, I don't know if you had an opportunity to partake in this past year's NFL or I'm sorry, NBA uh, draft and saw that Kate Cunningham went number one overall. Uh, he's the local product out of here, uh, here out of Dallas. Um, there was a guy that, um, that went uh, to, I believe he went to the Jack. No, he didn't go to the jazz, but he reminds me of Donovan Mitchell. And that was Davion Mitchell because he wears number 45 like spider He's small like Spider. They have the same initials like Spider. So um, when you look at what you see in the NBA right now, what do you say to yourself that says to yourself, what do I have to do to get to that level? Um, Work, keep working, keep working, remain patient. But as I look at NBA games right now, man, I could I tell myself all the time I can. I'm gonna say I could easily be one of the top two athletic guards in NBA, easily without a doubt. It's easy because I could I could jump out the gym, but it's not all about jumping and dunking a basketball. Mm-hmm. I can shoot it. I can shoot it. I got a I got a nice pull up mid range when I. Shooting mid-range, a lot of people just get this high off the ground. Mm-hmm. When I shoot a mid-range, I actually elevate to my peak. You know what I'm saying? So it would be unblockable. And it's, that's my that's my high spot, mid-range. And I can also shoot. I'm a sniper from the three ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm also a deadly shooter as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I look at the NBA. I'm like, man, I'm blown there right now. Right. Like, literally. So as of right now, I'm, I'm trying to make it to the G League to have my foot in the door and then see where that leads to. Yeah. So when when it comes to that, because I mean, we all know that an NBA franchise is twelve to fifteen players on a roster, and there is a business side of that. Um, how inspiring has Perry and Brian, all those guys at Team Up, been for you in terms of being able to understand that you already have the work ethic, you already have the talent, um, but really you just need the break. Um, man, without them, I don't even know <laughs> where I'll be right now mm-hmm. because they always be telling me things like, Hey, we got a pair, be like, this tournament here, 
the tournament there. But like they always just throwing different types of things at me, man. I'm like, man, this is crazy. I appreciate Perry and Brian them so much. But um shoot. I'm speechless, bro. I'm like, man. <laughs> I like asking questions that make people not talk sometimes because sometimes yeah. we don't want that we don't <laughs> we don't want that dead air. Um any let me ask you this, going back to Australia because I saw something where you were actually training and coaching some kids down there. Um, what is it like, or I guess compare and contrast, coaching kids in a whole nother country as it is in the United States? <laughs> and an American person, player, whatever, an American person, um, going out of country to coach foreign kids is absolutely different. It's mind-blowing. It's different. It's a great um, – like it's like you a teacher. Like they just throw you out there and, and with the wolves. That's how I was. Like I thought I was just going out there to play basketball. No, I went out there to coach two teams and train two teams. So I was like, all right, I'm not used to this, but I'll give it a try. But it's it's completely different. They don't really understand the way we do things over here, and they're not really focused. They're not. They look at me, the girls, and them, oh, your hair. Because I had to train 12-year-olds, girls, and I had to train 8-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Now, a little girl, touch your hair. Hey, how tall are you? you know, where do you live? Where are you from? What's your name? You know what I'm saying? I like your shoes. They just, they're not really focused on trying to really get better. <laughs> they're, really, they're really just focused on this American player. You know what I'm saying? They want to get to know you before they get focused on what you got to offer to them. So that's what's really... That's what I really like about it and stuff. But yeah, that's my own. I've been training right now. It's been my almost three years. Like ever since I went to Australia, that's when I felt I feel like a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, coming back, coming back home, I feel like a leader, and I started inspiring even more. More people is crazy. My DMs is flooded with kids. Hey man, I want to jump higher. Hey, I want to train with you. And it's like, let's do it. Like I literally just made. Uh, my my flyer to be a trainer here um here back home made a flyer and just made it I'll post it I'll post it probably tomorrow or Friday and stuff so I can't wait to post that I know the kids gonna gonna love it yeah no doubt and uh if you if you want to man you can you can get that a, fly, a copy of that over to me and I'll post it on uh on our Twitter and Instagram as well here at uh Shakeback Media Group so um so what's next I mean uh. Louisiana, uh, oh man, what's next? What's next for for Cheyenne what's with bounce? What's next? What's next? It's crazy asking me that because just a couple weeks ago I didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. You know, Perry called me, hey, how everything going? You um, staying in shape? You in the gym? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym. I tell him that all the time. Now I didn't know what was next. Perry was doing what he's supposed to do, but he didn't really know what was next. We just being patient, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's part of being. You know, a professional, you know what I'm saying? So uh what's next? Um well I just well here in North Carolina we we got this thing called a hoop state. Right. Here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'm partner I'm partnering up with Hoop State um network and we just they just built a squad, basically like the top North Carolina hoopers right now. And I think they're taking like six or seven and I'm one of them. 
And thank God, I mean, it's crazy how people look at me now. But we're not gonna talk about that. But yeah, we um they, they built they built a they built a squad of six or seven people, the best North Carolina hoopers, and we're gonna go to different parks all over North Carolina and we're gonna just take over. It's gonna be like a tour. Just mm-hmm. going to parks, we're gonna promote it before we get there. Like this Saturday we'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Roberts Park. And we're just gonna have kids there and they could just play against not just kids like who hooper any ages play against us and it's gonna be all on youtube instagram twitter the videos it's gonna be everywhere we're gonna be mic'd up mm-hmm. but we're just doing this for just for the month of august just for get exposure for us and stuff and for the players that want to go against us so it's gonna be pretty dope and um let me see uh oh man the, the biggest right now what i got going on is it's a new league called the mba men's basketball association and man i think this is gonna be a lesson for me because it's close to home Mm -hmm. it's based in columbia south carolina and um it's they got a whole draft board like this everything is just like the nba they got a whole draft listed they got workouts in cali new york chicago it takes like all over the country and they got like a hundred something players right now that made a draft board but names get taken down all the time because the draft ain't till like in like two months Mm -hmm. names get taken down new names get put up like it's always switching and stuff till the draft actually happens so out of those hundred something players like in the country i'm actually ranked or i'm actually getting drafted number 23 but my goal is right now is to move up higher um, cause I, I got two months, so I'm trying to at least make it in top 10 Yeah, at least. So yeah, man, it's going to be great. Um, and they're paying, so they're paying. Don't, don't really know how much, but I'm not really a guy that's like, I don't settle. I don't get too comfortable with it. Um, I'm just like, I asked the owner of, of the team. I said, you're giving me money, but what else can you give me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to elevate, mm-hmm. trying to make it to the G League. You got a connection there. You know, I'm, I don't want to sit here, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and and play in this league. Thank you. But I, no, thank you. I want to elevate from here, you know. But he understands where I'm coming from. So, yeah, man, that's the new league. Like I said, the draft is, I think it's like in 52 days now. So it's less than two months. If you go to the website, Men's Basketball Association, it'll pop up. Okay. It's pretty it's pretty dope. Yeah, we definitely will uh tweet that out as well and uh probably even get it pinned to the yeah. top of the profile as we get closer to that. Um I'm just asking that you, you know, just make sure you keep in touch with me and we can we can definitely help promote that as well. Yeah. All right, man, we got a few minutes left. Uh I I want to ask you one other question. Um it was it, it's going back to Australia. <laughs> and let's, let's uh, go. yeah, and it was uh I think it was your first day there and you had a visitor crawling around on the glass. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, you ain't gotta say too much. See, see, you said visitor, man. I just knew what it was, man. She was crazy. Oh man, first of all, um, whoever's watching this, just if you got a cousin, nephew, niece that wants to go receive, man, it's not what people think it is. You never know what you're gonna get yourself into, right? First of all. I get there in the house. It's a nice little house. It was the president of the team. I was staying with him when I first got there. You know what I'm saying? Just to get comfortable until they got my own place. But I'm staying with him and stuff. And 
man, he showed me the room. Oh, it's a nice little room. So this was like before I went to the beach. I had to like take my bags and clothes and drop them off um, at the house. So I'm laying down in bed. I'm like, man, it's nice in here. It's nice. I think I can stay here for for however long I'm there for. But um, they got hot. Like I said, it's like 100 degrees out there. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Lost the sound. Okay. Uh, I don't know what happened to the sound there. Uh, but if you can hear me. Oh, now. Uh, uh, oh, he's blinking. This is not a red oh. light. There he is. Go ahead. You hear me? Yeah. Go- Sorry, my mom. My mom was calling me. My bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but so, um. Yeah, I'm laying down. Like I said, it's like 100 degrees there. It don't matter if you're inside, outside, it don't matter. AC, you know how ACs are in the, in the summertime. You, like, you be like, is it on? Mm-hmm. And then be on high. You still can't feel it. Right. So I'm like, man, let me open the window up. So I get to the window, and I open it up, and I see a lizard. This, and I hate freaking lizards, first of all. And I'm like, <clears throat> I see a lizard. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I got me a little friend here, you know what I'm saying? A little visitor already meet me in my room before I even get in my room. So I'm recording him and stuff. And I think I when I like went to go open the window all the way, he started crawling. I was like, oh, shoot, nah, you got it. So I closed him in between the – it was like they got shuttles and then they got the the screen. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm sorry, but I, I, left him, I left him in there for quite a long time. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, man, that poor lizard, man. He, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, it's sometimes uh, it's either man or beast, and uh, man, yeah, man has to uh, has to come out on top, <laughs> man. All right, this is the portion of the show where it is. I call it the shameless plug portion of the show. That is where you give all your information, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Whatever the case may be, and any business that you may be plugged up with, you can go ahead and insert that now. Um, what? Just like my at name and social yeah. media and stuff. Uh huh. All right. Well, my Instagram is Cheyenne S H I A N Got Bounce G O T B O U N C E. That's my Instagram name. And that's also my Twitter name. And like, um, like. Like Will said, you can also go to my YouTube and type in my full name, Cheyenne Bradshaw. Um, what else? Let me see. Uh, if it ain't yeah, there, if it ain't there, it ain't there. <laughs> nah, it's all. I think that's 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 about it. All right, that's all good, man. <laughs> and I'm always I'm always on Instagram too. Yeah, always he on Instagram. Actually, went live on uh this morning, and I was like, "Yo, man, looking forward to seeing you and having a conversation later." And he was like, oh, yeah. I said, oh, my God. I'm glad I saw it because he might have <laughs> forgot. But it's all good, man. It's all yeah. good. Listen, um, as everybody that has been a guest on this show, as they know, and as you now know, when you first come on, you are a guest. Anytime after that, you are family. So I applaud you. Uh, and where the sounders applauding you. So. With that being said, man, we're going to get on up out of here, man. This is Willie Epstein Jr. Shake Back Media Group OT with Cheyenne the Bounce Bradshaw. We're going to get up out of here, man. Y'all take it easy. Uh, for 
all the people that have made this possible, man. We thank you for your support. And uh, y'all love each other. Y'all hug each other. Y'all take care of each other. And we will talk to y'all again real soon. Peace. We out. <laughs>